Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday to everyone out there watching, whether it be on YouTube, Periscope, DLive, or on Odyssey, as we multi-stream to multiple locations. Tonight, having episode 282 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which reminds me to shout out Toph Morris, who is a $5 backer, specifically of the podcast over on Anchor.fm. So shout out to you, good sir. Tonight, we'll be talking about the fates of Shang-Chi, as there is a lot of discussion currently going on, of course, all across the interwebs. Is the film a financial success? Is it a failure? Is it a flop? Is it going to break even? We don't have all of the data that we would need in order to make any actual prediction. We'll get that information tomorrow, but I can talk a little bit about what I am seeing as far as the numbers are concerned. Also clarifying certain things that even members of my community, of the Asgardian community, have been getting a little bit wrong in the comments section, not quite understanding what is going on, and also how Shang-Chi is actually in a much stronger position than what many people might be thinking at the moment. I know that Gary is having a random stream, a car stream. So shout out to Gary over at Nerdrotic. But before going any further, please make sure you smash that like button, light up that fire button if you are watching over on Odyssey. And also, if you have not subscribed to the channel, please do. And please also make sure the bell notification is turned on. So before going into the chat, obviously today is a very difficult day in the minds and in the memories of a lot of people because of the events of 9-11. It's a crazy thing to think that it's been roughly 20, exactly 20 years since that event. I remember that I was in middle school when this uh, event happened, and it is just insane that it has been as long as it has been and so what I wanted to do before getting into any of the uh, box office talk and anything that y'all want to bring up as far as movie topics are concerned was just if you would uh, just not mind uh, as you all know I am a uh, a person of, of faith and so I figured it would be a good time to just have a moment a quick moment uh, of prayer for the soul's that were lost, for the repose of the souls that were lost, for all the families who are still grieving from that event, and also, of course, from all other acts of terror around our world and all those who have lost loved ones recently as well. And so, if you would, again, wish to pray with me, if not, have a moment of, of quiet time for yourself, just, again, as a, as a way of reflecting on it, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, a world without end. Amen. And Lord, we entrust to you the souls of those lost, and to offer grace to the families impacted by um, such a tragedy, and all other tragedies that have occurred in our world, both of uh, origins, of, of natural origins, and also those from the evils of the human heart. And we ask this in Christ's our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. All right, anyone, thank you again very much for being here tonight. Did want to make sure I was able to 
um, offer that up today because I feel that in years past I have not. Um, it's one of those things where I I don't want to put you know 9/11 in, in the in the you know, thumbnail and the title or anything like that because again it's it's. I feel that not everyone does this, but I feel like there are some people that they know that having certain things mentioned or certain things listed, it just kind of, I think, makes us lose the the reality of the situation and kind of we get lost up in, in ourselves. So um, I just wanted to make sure that we were able to at least uh, offer those prayers. But anyway, uh, the chat is already jumping on me, so some comments are already about getting skipped. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into it. Golden Ration says, Hail Odin, hail to you, good sir. 13th Warrior in the chat. What's going on? Andrew Hoyle, who is a member. Thank you very much for being here as well. It was in an insane stream last night. You are correct. Last night on Friday Night Tights, we had Alex Jones. We had Alex Jones in our uh, show as a guest. It was uh, pretty crazy. It's still very much surreal uh, for me that that actually happened and that I actually talked with not just that I was on the same stream with, but actually talked with Alex Jones. Whether you like him or not, it's a, it's a pretty in, insane thing when you think about it. Jack the Jarhead, what's going on? 70B, what is going on? Thank you for being here. Very sorry to hear that you are doing sick. Hopefully you feel a lot better. And again, Tina B, thank you for being here and letting everyone know how things work here tonight. I won't have anything bad to say about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Triumphant Chills. It's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate your... Uh, your candor there. Uh, Planet Must Vlog, what is going on? Blessings to you. Uh, Zhang Hu, what's going on? Welcome to the chat. Uh, let's see, the John Beck is in the chat. What's going on? What's going on? How is it going? The Omni, uh, Omnimesis, the Omnimesis, what's going on? Yeah, so it was a 67% drop Friday to Friday. It's very important that we make that distinction. So last Friday to this Friday, there was a 67% drop. The entire weekend is projected to have a 56% drop. So there is a difference between those two numbers. It's very important for us to make that distinction. Uh, Rogue Oso, what's going on? I know that you, I think, had a comment earlier that may have been skipped. Also, uh, the Gilkman, what's going on, Gilkman? I know that you had a comment earlier as well as the chat started to ramp up a bit. I think things started to get skipped a little. Uh, 13th Warrior, who is a member, says, I'm going to miss this group on Tuesday nights. My bowling league started back up. Well, hey, I'm glad to hear the bowling league, though, did start back up. That's awesome. That's actually really awesome. Because that means that you're going back to some sense of normalcy. And guess what? I would rather you, as an individual, be able to have a sense of normalcy back in your life. And, hey, bowling league is a lot of fun, um, for, from what I've heard. Uh, I like bowling. I, I've never been an avid bowler necessarily, but it is fun. And so I would say anyway, no, definitely have those moments. Have those moments. Orange Eye Reviews is a member. What's going on? One rough girl. Thank you very much for uh, the kind words there. Alex McCarthy, what is going on? Good, sir. Says, howdy, old, and how's it going? Apologies for not being here on the FNT panel last night. Glad to see Alex Jones was suitable Alex replacement. Yes, indeed. It was, It was again, it was in a pretty incredible experience overall. Very surreal in a lot of ways. Um, to, to have even just the offer, like on the show, uh, he had mentioned, you know, to offer having us on his own show was just, again, very, one of those weird, humbling, uh, surreal experiences that I just really can't quite explain. Not to mention me being able to bring up and reference a film in a series like Serenity and him able to pick it up and, and, and piggyback off of it was, was again, it was really cool just to see. 
uh, that going on. James Dashier, what is going on? Laura Story, hail to you, Laura. Uh, we've been having a really great discussion back and forth in the uh, Trigger Warning channel on the Discord, and it's always fun because... Um, I always feel that Laura especially is someone that I can have really good back and forth discussions with because it is something where I feel it's not rooted in, in you know, it's it's discussions that are not rooted in pure emotion because sometimes there's just certain topics we can get very emotional about. And I always appreciate our discussions because I feel like they're always grounded in uh, reality. They're grounded in logic and reasoning. And I always feel like I come out of those discussions learning a little bit more, but also being able to... Um, just again, always appreciate hearing different perspectives and takes and also takes that that she would have very specific um, to her own her own life, just just to have access to information that other people typically wouldn't have. And so I always appreciate those those discussions. Shout out to Laura. Thank you uh, again for being in the chat. Uh, let's see. CWD Trixie, what is going on? It says, how did you like stream with Alex Jones? Again, I still can't quite believe it happened. You know, when the stream popped up and, and it was the InfoWars, uh, you know, video going, I was like, okay, I'm still pretty confident that this is that this is real. But I mean, what if someone just pulled a, a really, uh, you know, a really good troll here? And then when it was actually on, I was like, still, it was that initial like, hey, how's it going? And then the discussion starting, I was like, man, that, that is kind of cool. That, that is just kind of cool to see that happen again, w- whether you like him or not. And obviously there's opinions across the board when it comes to him. And obviously when you have a personality like him and you've been doing this for as long as he's been doing, you're going to have different opinions all around. I, I think that, and I hope that people at the very least understood just how big that was for a lot of us. I mean, especially for someone like me, I, I you know, I, I do this for fun and never in a million years would I ever have thought that one of the things that I would be able to say I accomplished in, in my, quote, YouTube career would be to have and do a live stream with Alex Jones. Again, kind of crazy. Thank you, Lori. Yes, indeed. Smash that like button. Show the stream some love. Might have some some trolls heading over to, <laughs> to drop some dislikes. Because for some reason, the MCU stands don't like math. I know that not everyone here likes math either. And, and there are many people that are not. Uh, MCU stands that don't like the math and the maths talks, but you know what? For some reason, the MCU stands hate it even more, and I don't know why. And this is also coming from someone who is very much open to the very good chance that this film is actually in the best position possible to actually make a little bit of money. If I was a betting man, I would say when we get tomorrow's numbers, the international box office will be good enough for it to be able to be predicted to make profit. If I was a betting man, and we'll dive further into it once I <laughs> get not as far behind in the chat. Gilkman, there he is, dude. Hail to you, Gilkman. Thank you for being here. I got your back, bro. Um, especially when certain individuals go after you, uh, as a certain individual went after me as well, and I took care of it. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. Don't let people like that especially get you down. Uh, Trim the Sage, thanks for being here, says stream ended. Good to know. Uh, Laura says, the mother and I were looking for something to go watch this weekend, but nothing looked interesting. Yeah, uh, other than that horror film that came out, Malignant, uh, which for me, I'm, I'm not much of a horror you know, fan in general. There really wasn't a, a whole lot to come out as far as new releases are concerned. I will say, though, in quarter four of this year, there are seemingly a lot of films. That are set to come out. Joey Horn, what's going on? Welcome back to the chat. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. So this is where 
um, at the very beginning. We were starting things off. Yeah, absolutely. Again, thoughts and prayers still. It's it's never going to be enough time for us to to bring up what happened, to bring up the evil that happened, and also to offer our thoughts and our prayers for all of those people. Kara says that she was in eighth grade. Yeah, I think I was in either fifth or sixth. Um, and there was, we had a old school, like tube television, like big television. It was on, like, it's kind of crazy when I go back to it and I think about how the, the TV was on, like we actually got to see some of it happening. It was just, uh, again, speaking of surreal experiences, that is also very much, very much a surreal thing. Loving these amens in the chat. Um, Thursday Warrior says, I never knew too much about Alex Jones until listening to Barnes talk about him last night was only the second time I'd ever listened to him. And that's, I think, kind of the point of why we were so excited to have him on. Not because it's like we agree with every single thing he's ever said, because there's been some things that he has gotten wrong and he has admitted to getting wrong. There are things also that he has said that I very much disagree with. However, the important thing is that we're able to have the conversation. And that's been the biggest issue when it comes to uh, figures like him is that he has been shut down so much. He has been shut down and deplatformed and in so many ways attempts to deperson him that they've tried to shut down any type of ability to have conversation. And it's that ability to have conversation that is what is so incredibly important. And especially in the time that we live in today where our conversations are so incredibly important that the ability to converse, to, to share information is more important than ever before. It's important. To, to host those kinds of voices. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Laura. Um, Neil, what's going on? Was a kid when it happened? Uh, let's see. Orange chat. 20 years. I can remember everything. Yeah, I, I can too. I can too. Going in my, my mom's car, getting picked up from school. I had a relative. I, I had a, you know, my sister was literally in New York um, in, in, you know, college at the time. So I was, you know, still young and I didn't understand exactly what was going on. I just knew, oh, but she was okay. Jason 75, what's going on? Uh, Thirsty's Warrior says here, have you gotten an invite to Viva Barnes Sidebar yet? I have not. Uh, however, uh, he is one of my locals supporters. So I, of course, uh, shout him out. Um, the issue with me always is time because of, I again, I'm a full-time worker. Uh, this is something that I do for fun. And so adding on extra stuff is typically a little bit harder. Uh, Eric Zai, what's going on? Hologram Nunchuck, thank you very much for joining us today. Trim the Sage, shout out to you. Robert Frey in the chat, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you very much for being here. Immelman Ace in the chat, thank you for being here. This is, is, that, is this Cosby? No, this is Kobe. This is Kobe, welcome. Uh, Angela uh, Guidolin, what's going on, Angela? Thank you for being here. Got, got a lot of new names in the chat tonight. Thank you all for being here. Got 92 people watching already. Dang. Thank y'all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Robert Frey, I can't remember if I shouted you out yet or not, uh, but uh, again, you are awesome. I know that a lot of new subscribers since uh, the stream last night as Every Friday Night Tights, there's always some new people. But thank you again for everyone that has been interacting in the comment sections, especially for those box office videos. Never in a million years would I think 
or ever had predicted that me doing maths and breaking down numbers would be as popular as as it is compared to a lot of the other videos that I tend to do. See, James Algier says, I watched Lord of the Rings films the past few weeks and enjoyed all three of them. Do you think watching extended editions make the films better? Yes, absolutely. If you've seen the theatrical ones, watch them next. Watch the extended next because I think you will appreciate it a lot more. I think it really does add a ton of stuff. Laura says, first game of the NFL season tomorrow. Very excited. Nice. I'm not much for NFL in general. Um, so it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens, though, with recent events. Going rash and Alex knows a lot about movies. Yeah, I mean, he is just... There was something really, I think, impressive that he said last night. And I was kind of nodding along with it because I was like, this is a really good line. Like, whether you agree with it or not... It's a great line. He says, I have forgotten more things than most history professors know. And I'm like, that is just such a, again, whether you like him or not, agree with him or not, whatever, it's a great line. Um, I was just like, man, that's, that's some deep stuff right there. The Physics Channel with Kenny Lee. What is going on? Thank you for being here. As Andrew Hoyle says, you can't stop the signal. Exactly. That is why... I am on various platforms because even though out of all of the channels that I'm associated with, I probably have the least uh, of the controversial takes to to have myself get deplatformed. Hey, I also like giving people options because I know there's a lot of people that are sick and tired of YouTube, sick and tired of the oligarchical structure. And so I want to give them as many options as I can. Laura, yeah, I, I again love our conversations. Tons of fun. Let's see, Nathan Slay, don't forget to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this stream for certain people who cannot take box office numbers. I should have done it. I should have done it. Yes, um, it's one thing when I'm doing it in in the editing uh, that I do early, typically early in the morning before going uh, to work. Um, I, you know, especially recently with with all of the the trolls in the comments, it's been a lot of fun to put those in there. And I always love seeing the comments that appreciate those because obviously not everyone's going to get it because there's going to be new people to come in and everything. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Beowulf's Revenge, what's going on? Is that work going to lurk? Well, thank you for being here and for rhyming as well. Orange Chat says, I couldn't bring myself to watch that man last night. I don't respect him. Some things you don't say or claim is fake, and his apology was forced, thereby most likely insincere. Well, here's the thing. If you're talking about the the like the one big thing that, uh, that he got wrong, this is something that he has apologized for for years. This is something that he's apologized for for years. So last night was not the first time that he's ever apologized or admitted that he was wrong. And I, I think he's been very open about that entire situation as far as how he got it wrong. So, and again, I respect anyone's opinion and anyone's take. Obviously, I know that there were a lot of people who typically would have watched who did not want to. And again, okay. But I I think that it is important for us just to recognize that it's, it's not something that he had, you know, run away from. Again, he, he, he has talked about it many, many times. And has, I, I think, you know, again, fully owned up to the mistakes that were made and apologized for them. Uh, let's see, Love on Media, what's going on, good sir? Thank you for being here. Alex McCarthy, tagged to say, I failed the same math class in college three times. That's where I stand with math. And it's so funny because um, I am definitely someone where I uh, <laughs> I hate math. I've always hated math. It's never been something. But then when I started to, especially in the early days when I was, you know, starting on YouTube and I found myself just looking into the numbers and trying to break things down and everything, it was fun. 
And I started to realize, okay, some kinds of maths can actually be pretty fun. Can actually be pretty fun. Anyway, uh, Dolores Ed, welcome to the chat. Let's see, Hans Niemand, welcome back to the channel. Appreciate you being here. Alien Ogre in the chat as well. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, let's see, Slicer Neon says here, uh, You're wrong, Bald Father. Math can hurt. I once asked a girl out, but she told me to subtract myself from that idea to multiply her chances of a fun evening. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I definitely think that's something that can uh, <laughs> have an impact. That's for sure. Robert Movely, I thought we were being trolled for a few minutes in the beginning. I did too, man. I did too. Because I, I was not a part of those original discussions uh, when, th when the planning was happening. So I was just like, hey, every guest that we've ever had so far has, has always been on. So I'm just going to go ahead and go with it. Laura says, I don't know if it will be a good movie, but that Matrix trailer was well made. Yeah, and here's the thing, though. I think that if you look at the Matrix trailer in isolation... I think that it's definitely something to point out as far as it being a well-made trailer, well-crafted. But when you take it into the context of all of the other Matrix films, it just seems such so frivolous. It's just, no, the, the story ended, and it ended very poorly. And this just seems like an attempt for them to be able to try and get and make a cash grab opportunity off of this because they know that many people just did not like that. They just did not like um, what the end result was. And so it looks like they're trying to do a cash grab here. And also seen since the time of the film's release, of course, now the Wachowski brothers have went on to try and claim that there's this type of uh, trans allegory going on there, which again, they, they just added on after the fact. And so I would not be surprised if, if the second point of this movie is going to be one cash grab opportunity and two to try and push forth that narrative as much as they possibly can. That is what I, I think is, is going to be the case. Vivid Hobbit says your thoughts on the new major trailer looks like they were giving Keanu that. Yeah. So <laughs> I talked, I just talked about it a little bit there. Um, so yeah, I think the trailer was well made, but I think in connection to everything else, I just don't think it's going to make up for the really bad ending of the original uh, series and then also, I don't think that it is going to uh, be without its own, I guess you could say, agenda items. So the chat is, again, jumping up on me a little bit since I'm using the, the uh, was it the Restream chat app. Thursday Warrior says, I was at work 20 years ago, had a client somewhere, I remember watching the skies somewhere nervously. Yeah, I mean, I think it made a lot of us really, really nervous, right? I think it made a lot of us really start to ask a lot of questions, you know? And uh, I think that it made, again, it led to a lot of different experiences. That's for sure. Let's see. Dominic, what's going on? Good, sir. Thanks for being here. Dean Heiss over on DLive. What's going on, DLive fam? Looks like right now I'll be the only one over here on DLive. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. No problem there. Forever Sci-Fi is a member. Hail to you. Golden Rashton, thank you for tagging me. So Sidebar with Viva LeBarnes is at 7 p.m. Eastern. Ah, on, on you know, on Saturdays? Because that's normally when I, uh, you know, so if it's during the times that I normally, I don't really change my schedule all that much. So uh, Nearside Cyclops is going on. Also, the John Beck, thank you for the $2 donation via Streamlabs. And thank you for donating via Streamlabs because YouTube don't get none of that. So thank you very much for that. It says, I totally thought you were a math teacher because of this channel. <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Was easily one of my least favorite classes in high school and college. Uh, so yeah, nope. 
I, I, I was able to do a lot of research in the very beginning. This is, again, about three years ago now at this point. Was able to, to look further into it. Was able to look at the ma- look at the numbers. I definitely had to retrain myself in a couple of things about how to do certain <laughs> about how to do certain equations uh, and reverse maths, as I like to call it. But um, yeah, it's been fun seeing all that stuff play out. Yami Kintal, what's going on, dude? Welcome back, Laura, who tagged uh, said here. The only thing I knew about Alex was the shenanigans concerning Sandy Hook being false. But researching him, it seems like he admitted that opinion was huge. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And again, the issue is that when you look it up on Google, for instance, the only things that you're going to see are, of course, all of the negative takes. And again, it, it was a huge mistake. It was a big, big L. There's no doubt about it. There, there's no questioning of that. But then they don't show and they don't talk about the in insane number of times where he, again, admitted wrong and, you know, did all of the things that he had to do there, right? I think that that's very important to also point out. All righty, let us see here. Bruce is in the chat. What's going on, Bruce? Hail to you, good sir. Hail to you. Let's see, Weisman, uh, what's going on? What's going on, good sir? Also, if you're on YouTube, smash that like button. 125 people. Oh, dang. Oh, dang. <laughs> That's insane. Thank y'all for being here. Wow, 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 wow. Soul Assassin, you hear about the complete Lord of the Rings collection. 31 discs, but the price is insane. Well, when you think about it, if you break down the discs, uh, the prices of all of those discs together, you're gonna start to, I think, realize that it is definitely overpriced. I definitely agree with you there. However, you are getting a lot for what you're paying for. That being said, there is nothing... Basically, what happened was they waited until this release to put anything new. Because with the 4K releases earlier on, whether it was the Steelbook or the regular version, for those, it was just the 4K rendition of the film, which, of course, is is pretty awesome. But they didn't add anything new as far as special features are concerned. They literally waited for this to be able to do it. So I'm a little bit, you know, it's one of those things, okay, come on, man, come on, man. Anyway, uh, Will Gentry, what's going on? Mr. Roy in the chat as well. Uh, let's see, Laura, let's see, says, started Batman the Animated Series today, can't believe I slept on this series so good. Seriously, absolutely. I-, I wish I'd watched the entire series, but I just remember as a kid, whenever it was on, I'd watch it. Whenever it was on, it would be on TV. Eric Zahn says, what do you think about the Hobbit movies? I think they're pointless but harmless. The live action ones are not very good. Yeah, the, the-, the live action ones are, are-, are definitely not uh, very good at all, so... Um, I, you know, there's, there's moments that I think are really great memes, but in the end, when you are taking such a small book and turning them into three huge movies and then adding a bunch of stuff and then taking out other stuff that I think a lot of fans of the book would have liked to have seen there instead, you're going to have some problems, right? You're going to have some issues that pop up there. See, Angela, uh, Guidolin says, well done for pronouncing my surname correctly and for a fantastic, uh, Friday Night Tights stream yesterday. Well, thank you. Very much, Angela. Ange- uh, sorry, Angela. Appreciate that. Just as you say that. Let's <laughs> uh, see. Hunger, chunker, funk, and monkey. What is going on, good sir? Gormakal79. Hail, brother. Good job last night. Prayers for all the people who lost their lives, the families of the folks 20 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thoughts and prayers always. Um, and again, thank you all for joining me uh, with the prayer at the beginning of the stream. Very much appreciate that. I know not everyone who watches me 
is uh, a person of, of prayer. So I always appreciate uh, moments like that, especially. See, hunky chunky, funky monkey. I took math exams three times and failed five times. Well, that bit of math right there just made everything make that much more sense. <laughs> Jeremy Sikowski, have you seen God of War? Ragnarok first look of Thor, he does look like you. Interesting. No, I have not. I'm not much of a gamer, personally. Not much of a gamer. All right, let's uh, see. General Winkster tagged to say, My dad was serving in the Army at the time. I remember celebrating Thanksgiving with him and some of his brothers before they deployed to Afghanistan. I can only imagine what... Because that, that's something where I, I've been you know, pretty thankful that I've never had to have that experience of, of having someone close closely as far as like familial relation serving. And you know, I can only imagine what people were going through during especially that time, let alone the, the stuff that's been happening recently as well. Uh, Gyalmi Quintal, thank you very much for that Canadian $5 super chat four minutes ago. Uh, so the Wachowskis stole the Matrix story from Sophia Stewart. They are horrible people. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things going wrong. There's a lot of things going on going wrong there for sure. Gyalmi Quintal, time to say, do a lot of cinema stats for someone who hates math. I know, I know. And that's why when I was able to figure out how to get the the Google, <laughs> when I was able to find out how to get the Google Sheets to have the equations auto-populate, made, made the job so much easier. Because actually, what I used to do was I used to just do it like, I used to just do it on, you know, on paper or in a uh, in an, another document. And that was before I, I just did like the actual, the actual like cells and everything. Once I did that, it made everything so much easier. That's why you only can go back to 2019 with Joker when I was tracking it because I was doing those types of breakdowns before, you know, long before then, but I didn't start doing the actual tracking the way that I, that I do it now until, you know, around 2019 when I developed that system. And cause I tried to get it set up when I, when I wanted to create a website and then two also try to find a way, how can I have this chart? How can I have this stuff available so that people can see it, that it can update in real time. And I, I thought that was an incredibly important thing uh, to do. Let's see, Third Warrior says, uh, how is it that the box office numbers matter to people who believe two plus two can equal five if you want it to? Yeah, seriously, it's a good question. You do see a lot of correlations and similarities between those people. I would say that much for sure. When the, the people who think that math is somehow ist and phobe, which <laughs> again, is kind of crazy there. Lance Mala, what's going on? What are your thoughts regarding AEW's all-out pay-per-view? Dude, it was awesome. It was it made me love wrestling again. Being able also to watch it with the uh, Sports Wars people, you know, it was just a lot of fun. We had a blast, and it reminded me just why I, I loved wrestling in the first place. It really did. It really did. All right, Alex McCarthy. I was waiting for Neo in the Matrix 4 trailer to say, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> It would have been, I think, a little on the nose there, for sure. Fear of FEMA, what's going on? Orange Chat Reviews, uh, who's a member, says, Matrix 4, it's cash grab, nothing more. Honestly, I like the Matrix trilogy. I thought the ending was definitive. It is definitely definitive, and I think that's what makes this entire film being even talked about show itself to be what it truly is, which is the cash grab, right? It's exactly what Toy Story 4 was. You know, Toy Story 3 was a perfect ending to that story, and what do we get instead? Right? What did we get instead? We we got um, a really bad movie as far as the story is concerned, a rewriting of characters to try and push certain agenda elements, and we got the same message that we got with Wreck-It Ralph 2, which is that it doesn't matter who you hurt. It does not matter who you hurt along the way. All that matters, all that matters 
is that you are happy. Even if you have to hurt people, even if you have to abandon people, which is not good. It's not a good message to send to kids, especially. All right, General Wingster, by the way, I am sorry. I, I wanted to start getting into some of the numbers and charting, but the chat is just so crazy um, that I am, again, falling a little bit behind here. Shout out to anyone watching over on Odyssey. Shout out to everyone. If you have a comment or question, though, on any of the platforms, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. At Odin, let's know you're trying to get my attention. Otherwise, if you are a member on the YouTube channel, then I... To the best of my ability, try to remember who all the members are because I have the live chat in one area so I can see all the different green names. So that way, when I find those names without tagging me and not tagging anyone else in the restream chat that I'm looking at, I can see and uh, make sure to read those comments. All right. Uh, let's see. General Winkster says, Odin is someone who did calculus and differential equations. Y'all don't know pain. Yes. Just you explaining that is insane. <laughs> Chromacow79, gotta trim some hedges so I want to be in the chat, but I'll be listening. Much love to everyone. Will you go trim those hedges, man, and be very careful. Right? It's a dangerous world out there. Sidebar is on Sundays. I thought I heard someone say it was on Wednesdays in the the live chat, but either way, it's not on days that I stream. So yeah, I'd be totally down. Totally down then for that. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi as a member says, Keanu is too well liked right now for people to tolerate a passing of the torch to a name of a woke agenda. Yeah, I agree. Um, it'll be interesting to see if this is their attempt to try and end it properly or for them to try to reopen the series. Uh, knowing modern-day Hollywood, they're probably going to try and open it up for more, and I don't think that's going to be the best route going forward. All right, Golden Ration. By the way, I'm going to get to the Super Chats. Um, as I said, though, again, just trying to catch up with the chat going on right now. Golden Ration says, Sidebars on Wednesdays. As I said, some some conflicting information here. To say the very least, some conflicting information. Um, right, let us see. All right, a little bit of a reprieve here. A little bit of a reprieve. Robert Boobly, shout out to you. Thank you very much for being here today. Hologram Nunchuck, absolutely. That's why if you want to find out more accurate information, the best way to go is to use things like DuckDuckGo instead. Because, one, it doesn't track, but also, two, because it does not use any of the filters that Google does. Google will show you the results that, one, people have paid uh, paid for, but also, two, the ones that they actually want you to see instead. Again, going back to, you know, the information about, uh, about Alex Jones, right, that you will only find specific information if you use regular Google chat, whereas if you use something like DuckDuckGo, you will find a, a plethora of information. And it's not like, oh, okay, DuckDuckGo is going to give you all positive stuff either. It's just going to give you, you know, if you're looking for specific words, so Alex Jones apology, for instance, you're actually going to find that a lot more easily using DuckDuckGo, whereas with uh, anything that they have, anything that they have going on, uh, with Google, it's just it's just going to get lost. The Gregory Lawrence experience, experience says, is it just me or did Shang-Chi's father die pathetically uh, fast once the soul-sucking bat got out? I haven't seen the film, so I can't say for sure. Forever Sci-Fi, they wouldn't have made Matrix 4 if not for John Wick. I think that's a good point. I think that's also a good point. John Wick, I think, really did set the stage for a ton of films. Simon Weil, my first encounter with Alex Jones was a UK documentary about him breaking into Bohemian Grove in the early 2000s. Yeah, I really want to know more about that because it's something I always hear about, right? I always hear about it. I always hear uh, about this event from, you know, different, uh, you know, news personalities that I that I listen to and follow, but I don't know as much about it. 
So, the Crafty Tech says, I hear that you are a white supremacist now. Love last night's Friday Night Sites. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's kind of amazing, right? Someone is featured on a stream, and then all of a sudden, you're one of the worst persons in the world. It's like, no, that, that's not how it goes. Literally, all we did was have a conversation. Nathan Slay, The Matrix is good, but Neo is one of the most one-dimensional film protagonists ever, and his romance with Trinity is beyond stupid. Yeah, I definitely think there's something to be said there. Mr. Grant Gregory says, Hail, good sir. How are... Uh, how are... How are you doing? Uh, let's see. Passed off about those Havel comments about... Oh, well, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, again, I said I said my piece on it. I said my piece on it, and all I can do now is offer up some prayers. That's all I can do. Orange Hat, I am unaware of him admitting it was a big mistake and numerous apologies and would suggest sincerity. Glad to know. Yeah, again, check it out for yourself. Again, don't, t- don't just take my word for it. Again, please don't just take my word for it. But again, if you want to find it more easily, I would say use something like DuckDuckGo instead uh, to find that information. I mean, even more recently, if you want to look for a more main, like quote mainstream, uh, even on one of his many appearances on Joe Rogan's podcast, I mean, it was brought up, and he is again very clear in his denunciation of of the mistake that he made. So, I think that again, it's very important. Okay, so I think, um, all right, let's see. Orange Chat says, just heard that I will be able to see Venom in theater. Small town theater, two screens, shifting schedule made uh, made it take an off. But Addis Family 2 is also streaming in the town, wanted Venom. So, yay, that's awesome, dude. That is freaking awesome, man. Congratulations. Glad to hear it. I know a lot of people are very excited for Venom 2. I didn't like Venom 1, so I'm kind of meh. But uh, based on the early projections for that, I mentioned that in my video today, early projections don't look very good domestically for that movie. Now, where, where it could make up, some fun, uh, make up some money that it might not make in the domestic market could be in the international. But as with all the films in general, but especially during COVID time, it's really going to depend on whether or not, uh, or rather really how, how well these films are received. It really could go either way. All right, here are... Some of the super chats, they I've, I've caught up in the chat enough to actually get to these super chats. So, uh, let's see. Hans Neiman, thank you very much for the $5 super chat. He says, next time around, The Hobbit should have be, uh, should be two films. Lord of the Rings should be four. Last one, Scouring of the uh, Shire. Yeah, I, that's something that I, because um, I, my, my dad read The Hobbit to to me and to my siblings when when we were younger. And then he, he also read to an extent us to us the you know, read to us the the Lord of the Rings, but it wasn't, I don't think, as as prominent. I think it was actually, like, my little brother was especially really passionate about it, and so I kind of, like, would listen in from time to time, but The Hobbit's the one that I remember the most, and so I don't have as much knowledge of all the extra stuff that is not mentioned in things like The Lord of the Rings. That's why, actually, I picked up, it's a pocket edition. It's like this faux leather binding. It's it's I actually like it a lot. It's but it's a pocket edition versions of the books. And my plan was actually to read The Hobbit this summer and then uh, full-time dadding kind of, you know, took over there. Uh, but anyway, let's see. Anthony Richards, thank you very much for the Canadian $20 super chat. He says, this is the power of gathering. It inspires me delightfully to be more hopeful, more joyful, more thoughtful in word, more alive. Alice, Wa- Alice Waters, great to meet up again. Anthony Richards, thank you for being here. See, Left Cross says, everybody knows there's only one Matrix movie, at least one good one. Uh, I think that most people would agree with that statement for sure. <laughs> Derek McManus, what's going on? Forever Sci-Fi is member, says, enjoyed Friday Night Tights last night as that kind of stuff appeals to me. I laugh at the government that wasted thousands of 
uh, people overseas concerned about me catching. Yeah, no, I think that it's again, I think it's a um, I think it's a, a valid thing to bring up there, right? That it's incredibly, I would say not funny. I would say it's it's truly hypocritical. Um, not to mention the fact that the, the, there's the story going around that as we were leaving, there was a drone strike that was that was authorized by the president that led to the death of an innocent person. And it's one of the it's, this is something that goes far back beyond our current administration as well. I mean, this goes back to the Bush years. It was especially prominent during the Obama years because that's when we shifted away from more like a hand to hand combat type of style fighting and more to the drone strikes. But again, all this stuff continued on uh, through all of it. And one of the worst things about it is that it becomes one of the greatest films on this, by the way, is Eye in the Sky. If you've never seen it, it's a great tale about morality. You know, what happens when you're a soldier and you're told to take a shot, but you know that the shot you take is going to kill an innocent life? Because in the film, there's a drone pilot and he sees this little girl and he knows that if he drops and shoots this missile where there's like a 70 or 80% chance that the person they're looking for is actually there. So there's not even like 100% certainty, but there is 100% certainty that if they fire the missile that this child's going to die but they're trying to take out this terrorist. It's such a powerful, I think, movie and story and commentary on not just, you know, things that are done in war. It's also uh, one of the last, I think, one of the last uh, Alec, Alan Rickman, Alec Rickman films uh, that he ever did. Uh, it's very, very powerful, though. Very, very powerful. Um, but yeah, I mean, hearing about that and then seeing all the decisions being made here, trying to force various things on us, not cool. Some guy called Darren, welcome to the channel. The Crafty Tyke, what's going on? I hear you're... <laughs> so yeah, don't uh, you don't have to worry about double posting, dude. Don't have to worry about double posting. I'd fall 20 minutes behind in the chat, and the chat is jumping tonight, so it could be even more backed up than normal. And again, if you're on Odyssey, thank y'all very much for watching. Make sure, again, at Odin at the very beginning of the comment, uh, and I will do the very best that I can, but things are a little bit crazy tonight because we've got so many more people. Uh, 143 people. Holy crap. It's <laughs> big as that we've had in a while. Anyway, Tina says, don't you know the Neo is now John Wick? The dogs will show up in another trailer. Wouldn't that be something? Wouldn't that be interesting if they just turned it into full-out John Wick? I mean, the, he's looking all like John Wick. So, you know, what's to say that, that that's not going to happen, you know? All right, see, Simon Wilde, woke mathematics is based on feelings rather than logic and impartiality. And it's really the biggest issue with our modern society because modern society has had this huge push away from objective truth and objective reality into the subjective, right? It's not about what's true. It's about how do I feel? That's, that's where the push has been, right? I feel like this. I feel like that. And it's been a rejection of the objective world. And we're seeing this all across the board. In a wide variety of ways. See, Left Cross tagged and said, I think the fourth Matrix film is just being created to kill off the whole red pill thing. Just a vibe I'm getting. I would not be surprised if that if either that or if it is going to try and maybe change things up a bit. Um, if not to if if not to do away with it completely, then maybe to change the narrative of what it means. But that is going to require people to accept it as the new standard. And that, I think, is going to be the issue that the film's going to fall into. That's not saying that the film's not going to be successful or not going to make money, because obviously we're still a little too far off from that. But I do think it is something worth noting, because if it's not taken up by the culture, because not all films that even make money are always necessarily um, influential on the culture, 
And obviously, The Matrix especially has had such a huge impact on different cultural elements. I, I think that if that's the attempt of what they try to do, I think it'll ultimately fail, at least in, you know, in more mainstream uh, circles. All right, let's see. They say Toy Story 4 equals cash grab. The Matrix 4 equals cash grab. Both movies star Keanu. Basically, any number four in a franchise starring Keanu is a cash grab. Well, yeah, John Wick 4. But the difference is that at least the John Wick uh, movies have something to add to them, right? Sonny Crockett, welcome to the channel. Mark Y, uh, welcome to the channel. Thank you very much. Um, Let's see. Seeing me in rare form, says Mark Y. This is how I am on all my streams. The issue, if you're coming from Friday Night Tights, right, we're on a panel. We're on a panel. We're, we're listening to each other talk. We're talking about subjects that sometimes we don't have, you know, some of us don't have as much interest in. But I, I'm pretty quiet on Friday Night Tights. And it's not because I, I don't want to say anything. It's because I don't like stepping over people in conversations. That's just a, a part of who I am. And when it comes to this channel especially, one of the cool things about it is that it, it's it's a, it's a small, strong community that I'm able to actually engage with the comments where you don't have to super chat necessarily. Now, you might have to wait. You might have to wait like 20 minutes. Uh, but I'm, I'm again, I'm all about uh, just trying to show whatever appreciation I can. The most valuable thing that anyone can give in this life is time. So the fact that any of you have chosen to give even the smallest piece of time in your life to having conversations about this wide variety of things, um, I think is incredibly important. You know, I think it's incredibly important uh, for us for us to have that out for sure. And again, I know that there are some super chats, and I will get to them if they pop up in the chat. I hope they pop up that way. I can show them up on the screen for everyone to see as I respond to them. Let's see. Regar Targaryen says, I was in my third week of Navy boot camp when 9-11 happened. Graduated high school same year. I, uh, uh, I, Ilya, I was a fan, died in a plane crash the first week. What a year to begin. Whew, that is tough. Aaliyah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, in, it's insane when you think about where time has gone. Let's see, Zachariah315, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome to the chat. See a lot of love being shown to uh, <laughs> DuckDuckGo. It is a great alternative. Anthony Richard for, oh man, for 50 Australian dollars. Well, thank you very much, good sir. He says here, get your facts first, then you can distort them as you please, Mark Twain. Facts do not talk for themselves. It is our interpretation. Also knowing where and what made up those facts is important. Love how you tell us where, uh, where you're... And then I don't think there was a follow-up to that. But anyway... Uh, Thank you very much for for being. Yeah, I mean, when I do my box office breakdowns, you know, I try to stay focused on what the numbers are. I try to point out what spin is being put out there by various media outlets. And also, I admit when there is an you know an, an, a bias that I have. Right, I am very clear about the issues that I have with Disney. Very clear about it. However, I'm not going to pretend like a film if it did indeed make money made money. You know, the greatest, the greatest, I think, adjustment, or rather, the greatest example, rather, of this, I would say, is the fact that I hated Endgame. I, I thought the film was bad. I thought the story was terrible. And yet, that film made over a billion dollars in just net profit. So I'm not talking about total box office, right? Obviously, it was like, what, $2.8 billion in net profit. When you take away how much they spent, how much marketing was, they made over a billion dollars. So, again, wasn't a fan of the film. It made massive profits, though. There's no denial of that. And as of tomorrow, when we find out 
when we find out what, especially I'm looking at the international number because there is definitely a lot going on right now with Shang-Chi's domestic totals. The domestic totals are for COVID time specifically doing incredibly well in comparison to a lot of others. But that is not everything. Because this film, according to some, could get upwards of $200 million just domestically by the end of its run. The problem is, is that this film needs to be able to make, this film needs to be able to make $375 million worldwide by the end of its run in order for it to break even. And the biggest issue that this film has is the international market. Opening weekend, it made about $54 million. It made some made some money over the week, so we'll see that added into the totals as well, but we're going to probably see a drop-off. The only country that it has come out in since last weekend, the only new country in the international marketplace, is Greece, which is not notorious for big box office numbers. So it's going to be incredibly interesting to see what numbers we actually get from that international number, because that is going to be... That is going to be the, the big indicator of whether or not this film is going to be profitable or not. Because if the number, because this is the number that was being thrown out by Scotty Boy Mendelson, if the number reaches that 274 total by the end of this weekend, they suspect it could get upwards of 264 or 274 by the end of the weekend. If it reaches that number, this film will then make somewhere between 3 and $90 million in net profit. So if it reaches that number, guess what? Disney actually will have a film that didn't flop on its hands. It will be incredible. But the decisions they're making behind the scenes, I don't think, are, are, are very wise. Because they also made decisions for their future films, including The Eternals, which is going to have a little bit of a different problem, I would say, going forward as well. Uh, Laura says, I want a Nobody John Wick crossover movie. That would be fantastic. I still need to get my 4K steelbook. Um, from Zavi of, of the film Nobody, because that is set to get released pretty soon. Uh, Don Baca, what is going on? Thanks for being here. Yeah, in the box office breakdown, I mentioned that the, the, the official experts on the box office, they originally, earlier this week, said that they predicted that the movie Shang-Chi was going to make $40 million in its second weekend, having a 46-47% drop, very, very low. Now they've adjusted it to 56% for the entire weekend. So even then, though, even though it's, it's moving in that direction, 56% drop-off is still not bad. That's actually a very good and healthy and also typical drop, especially that Friday drop, which is a bit higher at 67%. That is a standard drop-off Friday to Friday. The big question is, how well did it do today and how well will it do tomorrow? And will there be anything happening this weekend domestically that could have an impact? So how close to that $30 million they're now projecting it to make this weekend is also going to have an impact. But as I've said, the film is just going to be a big domestic success. It already is at this point based on what it's made. But the foreign total is what has, I think, been the key factor, the key indicator here. If it doesn't do well overseas, it's not going to make money because the film is not going to get to $375 million from the domestic market alone. It's going to need a a little bit of help. (laughs) That's going to need a little bit of help from the international marketplace. Forever Sci-Fi Trinity wasn't a romantic love, but a groupie. Ow. Got some some harsh words there. It's been so long since I've even seen all of those films. 
that I can't even really remember them. The first one, of course, because I've seen it multiple times, but the second and third, I think I saw them once because I was like, ooh. Anyway, Dean Heiss over on DLive. Thank you for the ice cream donation. Appreciate it, man. And I hope you appreciated the song. All righty. Let's see. Still crazy chat, but here is one of the super chats. Said I would be getting to it. James T. Whalen, thank you for the $5. Super chat says, you are a good guy. I respect your faith and like listening to you. Thank you. James T. Whalen, thank you very much, man, for those very kind words. I really do appreciate it, man. And, uh, and, and yeah, obviously, as I've said, you know, even the people I'm closest to on this channel that I've known for years, we come from different faith backgrounds, perspectives. Um, but it's always fun to have those conversations. One of the one of my favorite things that we do on the channel from time to time is we do open forums. And sometimes that leads into other conversations outside of movies and box office and usually can lead to things like, uh, you know, faith discussions as well. And it's always fun to hear those conversations. And my second channel, which again, apologies again, if you follow my second channel, but just again, with everything going on with full-time work, it's so hard to try and get and keep videos going up because there's a lot of videos that obviously I could make for where it, um, but as you all know, I, I like to stick to the schedules that I have. I don't want to stretch myself too thin because again, I do this because it is so much fun. And, um, also because I want to have, make sure I have time for the wife as well. All right. Let's see. The crafty tag says not to open old wounds, but would you tell us about where you were? So I mentioned it earlier in the stream. I was in middle school. We, we actually, I, I covered it at the very beginning um, because obviously it is something that I, I could have made this a, a stream dedicated to it. And obviously there, there's, there's positives and negatives to that. I am the, again, why it's not in the title and why I'm not having it be a main topic point is because I, I don't want to at any point perceive to try and monetize. You know, if you know, if you have any idea of, of what I mean by that. And I think a lot of you would understand because there are people that they will try to monetize things that I think should not be should not be monetized. I believe I've gotten every person's uh, super chat up until Buford T. Justice, which I will get to. Again, that should be popping up in the chat pretty soon, I hope. Let's see, Hans says, Eye in the Sky is a must-see. Yes, Odin, Alan Rickman's last movie. Thank you. There it is. Alan Rickman's last film yeah and again it was fantastic it really was it's a great moral tale it's a film i really want to show in my classes because it really does i think capture um the the moral questions of what do you do in a situation like it and it'd be interesting to hear you know especially younger students perspectives on what to do in a situation like that for sure um but it is fantastic. The The only reason why I, I, I can is because there is some language in the film. And obviously, not something you can really show it <laughs> at the guy who's school. Uh, Ryan Dole's attack to say, I think if Venom stopped moving the release date, it would probably make more money than it's going to. That is, that is I think, something that's impacting all movies. All the films that have had their release dates pushed back several times over are going to be missing um, and losing money over time. There's no doubt about it. And I, I think that there's a couple issues, though, when it comes to Venom 2, because Venom 1, there are a lot of fans of it. I've seen many people show some some love of Venom 2 in the chat tonight, for instance. But I also do think that the film was not as widely accepted by just typical regular audiences. And I know that, you know, we talk about the normie audience a lot, 
But at the end of the day, they are the ones that typically will, you know, get those get those monies, get those monies and those maths up there enough for them to be able to uh, get profitability and to be huge successes. And though Venom was no financial flop by any means, it did make money. It was definitely not a- as big. That's for sure. See, Hologram Numchuck tagged to say, have you ever seen the Animatrix? It's pretty cool. I've not. I've heard of it, but I have not. Let's see. Buford T. Justice. Thank you very much for the $20. Super chat. Says, Patton was right. We shouldn't have stopped till we got to Moscow. I prefer the drone movie with Ethan Hawke. Good kill. Have not heard of that one. Have not heard of that one. If you have not known much about me, um, again, over the years, obviously, my my perspective and, and my... My knowledge of this, or rather my perspective on this, probably the best word for it, has definitely changed. And that is that I am very much pacifistic as, as far as you know acts of violence are concerned. Um, and obviously not everyone's going to feel in the same exact way there. But I do think it's important for us to always try and go through every avenue that we can. Because uh, war begets war. Violence begets violence. And, and we've seen it happen time and time again. You know, we we might feel like we're justified in certain actions uh, through self-defense, through the so-called preemptive strike. But when innocent people, especially, and I think that recent events, especially with the pulling out of Afghanistan and the apparent drone strike that killed an innocent person who had nothing to do with with anything um, other than just being human. I think that it's those types of actions that then lead to more people being radicalized, more people getting to a point of of feeling hatred in their heart, wanting to get revenge. As I said, you know, war begets war. And there there has to be a point where we can just sit back, step back for a second and say, is there something else that we can do, right? At, at some point, one of us has to be the person, one of us has to be the person to say, you know, it's time to turn the other cheek. And it's not easy to do. And it's something that I know I struggle with myself. Right, all of us as humans struggle with that concept, whether it's on the grand scale of war or whether it's in our petty squabbles. But it is something that all of us, I think, should try to do the very best that we can to um, to try to 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 live up to as best we can, to attempt to at least. Lord knows, I'm trying every day, and guess what? I'm a human and I fail. The question is, do we recognize our failures or not? See, Sandman says, when your foundation is facts, you adjust your feelings to match. When your foundation is feelings, you adjust the facts to fit them. That's a great saying right there. And I think there's a lot of truth. I think there is a lot of truth to it as well, right? That that if you are basing everything on pure emotion, then you will play with the facts. We've seen this happen with a lot of the things that have happened in our own country the last, you know, several years, Right, You now have things that used to be foregone conclusions because they were based in fact and reality, and now all of a sudden it's changed. Now all of a sudden you're starting to see this, this movement get so much momentum because obviously there's been this huge infiltration into especially our education system that has then led to the types of thinking that we're seeing and has led to so many people being misled and told, factually inaccurate false information and because they feel a certain way and because they are taught it initially based from a feeling of emotion specifically 
that is the reason why it sticks. It's not because it makes sense logically. It's because if you are teaching, instilling, in really in a lot of ways, indoctrinating at that emotional level, that is going to lead to these ideas sticking around, not because they're true or based in reason or logic, but because they're not. And that's one of the things that I try to do in my own in my own uh, in my own job is that I try and have people ask the questions of why do I believe this? Why do I accept this? Because until we accept things because they are reasonable and logical and not just based off of emotional connection, there's something missing. See, awesome one. I want Paw Patrol to make a billion. It's not going to happen, awesome one. I'm sorry to say it, man. I'm sorry to say it. Uh, that's not in the cards for that movie. Uh, <laughs> again, you can feel that way. It's a great example, right, of, of feelings. You, you could feel that way all you want. It's not going to be the reality. Rogue Disney says, Hail Odin, what's going on? Laura's story, absolutely. Uh, the Duck Fisney movement continues. It continues on. Yes, indeed. All right, let's see. Uh, Hyperborean, what's going on? Yeah, the film has not broken even yet. And to be fair, though, most films typically by this point haven't broken even. But as I said, tomorrow we'll be able to make some predictions. And I'm, I'm just going to say right now, I'm just going to say that there is a very good chance. And if I was a betting man, I would say that the international numbers are going to be enough that my predictions will show the movie making between, again, based off of the estimates coming from people like Scotty Boy Mendelson, if the, it really comes down to the split. So typically you see a split between international and domestic. Normally for big budget films, this is kind of an interesting thing. Normally for big budget films, you see a 60-40 split. And normally it's 60% of the box office coming from foreign international markets and only 40% coming from the domestic. But in this case, you're actually seeing over 60% in the domestic and, you know, a lot less from the international. So once we actually get those updated international numbers and we see that split, the, the, the thing that they are trying to essentially predict and bank on, which is again, very hard to do internationally, especially is, are we going to have a 53, 47% split between having more domestic versus having more international, right? That That is kind of the number that's being thrown around by, by at least by uh, Scotty Boy. And if it falls there, and if the number right, domestically reaches what they think it will, then that would mean it would make a certain amount of money internationally. And if that happens, that's how we got to his 263, 264 number. But how far off that number is, uh, as far as the total goes, is going to be able to determine. So basically, if that movie, if the movie makes only around $250 million as of tomorrow worldwide, you're looking at a movie then that in all likelihood is going to be either a small flop or a fair success. But anything that is going to possibly even be a little bit of a success at this point in time for a company like Disney that has not had any major successes in fact, has not had any films really get to the point of breaking even officially just looking at box office numbers, not these other factors that, again, are really hard to verify. You you start to realize this is a very important movie for them. And one of the other news stories that I mentioned today in my box office, uh, you know, looking ahead, right, my box office update from this morning or from this afternoon, rather, was that Disney apparently has announced all of their future releases for 2021 will be exclusively theatrical. And I was very surprised to hear that for a film like The Eternals. And the reason why is because The Eternals 
is similar to Black Widow, where it costs more than what Shang-Chi did, costs closer to 200 plus million, meaning it's got to make a ton of money back. I haven't done the math on that one yet, but if it has to be $375 million for Shang-Chi, which was $150 million, you can imagine you're looking at 425, 450 worldwide for the Eternals to make its money back. And you start to realize that that's a movie that probably could have used a bump from, you know, alleged Disney Plus numbers, but is not, at least according to them now. Eternals is going to be a theatrical exclusive film. The difference is that they're not going to be able to really, I think, focus on any one group to try and push to the theater. Because they're still, based on what we know, not going to have China. That film is still not set to release in China. They're not going to be able to try and push this Asian American narrative, which is what they've been doing for this one. Right, they've been saying, "Oh man, this is the first time ever that there's been." Obviously, they haven't used you know, people. Sometimes I think don't understand hyperbole or exaggerated expression to make a point, because some people are like they never actually said that. There's no actual quote of them saying that. But if you if you actually read the text and you read what they're saying, it again, you can very clearly see what's going on there. And it's that entire concept of well, when it comes to Shang Chi. Right, this is going to be the first time ever that there's this major uh, Asian American release, and therefore, you know, Asian Americans are going to show up in droves for this. And again, even having the, even having the assumption that hey, because this film features X person of X racial background, that somehow that means that they're guaranteed to watch it or that they're expected to watch it. It's amazing to me that the people that like to throw around the, the words istinphobe don't see how problematic that kind of statement is. <laughs> just, just saying. Oh, man. But, all right. Let's see. Let me check over with my Odyssey fam. Odyssey fam, smash and light up that fire button, please. Again, anyone, honestly, if you have a comment or question, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment. And the next time that I check over there. Also, Don Baca, I've seen this happen a couple times already. Remember, you, you don't tag my channel name because it's not going to show up for me. You have to put at Odin at the very beginning. All right, you have to put at Odin at the very beginning. So don't tag, don't tag the channel name. I've seen that pop up a few times now. But make sure it is at Odin. It's almost like a code word in a certain way. But again, because I do read the live chats and you don't have to donate to have a comment read... Uh, I think asking someone to put at Odin is the very least. <laughs> it's a very small thing uh, to ask. Anyway, let's see. Larry Herzog. What is going on, Larry Herzog Jr.? And thank you very much for the $5 super chat. Says, what software do you use for your streams? OBS, StreamYard, etc. I use OBS. I use OBS. Um, I used to use Streamlabs OBS, which is different. It's a separate uh software program. However, because it combines so many different software elements, it's very clunky, it's very slow, and when they had a major update, it got really messy really quickly. So eventually, I switched just over. I've been doing now strictly just using OBS and using some plugins and stuff because it allows me to have the live chat all in the same window and allows me to use... uh, I, I use Restream as a service to send the stream out to different locations. So it allows me to multi-stream to YouTube, Periscope, on Twitter, and also 
uh, to DLive as well, all at the same time. There's also a plugin too, where you can send it out to other locations. So that's how I'm able to send it out to Odyssey as well. I'm hoping Restream eventually has the capacity to add in the uh, add in Odyssey naturally, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see on that one. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's the software I use OBS to do the live streams, to record videos also. And then I've been using for my editor, I've been using Shotcut, which is an open source free editor, and it's pretty great. Anyway, uh, let's see. Nathan Slay, Odin, in all seriousness, though, I'm looking forward to John Wick. I am too. I, I love I love the John Wick uh, films. I really do. They're, they're not perfect by any means. Yeah, I know that you meant John Wick 4. They're not perfect. There's, there's no doubt about that, that they are not perfect. But, but, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. Uh, United Meows, welcome to the chat. Uh, let's see, Forever Sci-Fi, who's a member, says here, don't be too hard on normies, they're good sheeple. <laughs> Many of them are. They don't mean any harm. They don't mean any harm, right? Physics Channel with Kenny Lee, the movie Day One is well-balanced movie about Manhattan Project and the dropping of the atomic bomb going into the construction and if, if to drop the bombs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That is a... That is definitely a another one. Um, the entire uh, concept, right, of actually wanting to drop the atomic bomb is another great moral question and moral scenario. Because obviously in hindsight, we look back to that and we can say, looking at it from the perspective of the ends don't justify the means, right? The way you get to an end is incredibly important, right? The way you get there is important. Your intention is important. And of course, the end result is also important. So even though the intention was to end the war, what it led to was the killing of, you know, thousands upon thousands of innocent people, innocent people. And in fact, because of, I believe it was a weather event, they had to shift their, um, their dropping points and they had to shift one of them to, to Nagasaki. And the issue there is that Nagasaki actually was, had the largest concentration of Catholics in all of Japan. If any group was going to be resisting the emperor worship and, and resisting what was going on, it would have been those Catholics. And so the fact that we as a country bombed this city and killed again, innocent people, as well as people who would have been fighting against this or would have not have supported it at the very least. Again, morally speaking, that's unjustifiable. Morally speaking. Now, when we talk about the culpability of the people, that is when you have to start really getting, again, it gets a little bit more complicated because then you start getting into, well, what did the person who made the decision know at the time, right? That's when you go into the person who, who flew the plane, when you go, went to the person that actually made the decision to drop it in the first place, right? You go into all of those different people and the, the moral culpability is going to be different depending on who it is and also what information they had as well, Right. And that's why context is always so incredibly key. Let's see. Also, one says, missionary on my other screen said, Afghanistan and Iran has one of the largest growing churches despite the troubles. Wow. Yeah. It's it's kind of amazing to see. And it's 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 amazing, but it's also not that surprising because when, what time in history did we see the largest growth in the church? It was during those early years when Christians were being killed and massacred simply for having faith, you know, 
there there's like the common expression I, I forget who it's credited to but the common expression is the blood of martyrs is the seed of the church meaning that it's through the blood of martyrs that led to so many people entering into the church because when you see someone that's willing to die for their faith and to do so in a way that's not causing harm to another person that you have people singing songs right when you have people literally singing songs and hymns of faith as they are facing death when you have you know so many stories uh, that have been passed down through the years of i think it was saint lawrence who was burnt alive and his response to what was going on was uh, turn me over i'm done on this side again it's that kind of mentality i think that has led to and it makes sense then in modern times for there to be something similar going on as well so, uh, Jean Hu says it's easier to recognize your own failings than it is to admit them, especially to another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I know that there's, again, I am incredibly self-critical and if there's ever something where it's a number or it's, it's something as far as, as a name or anything where I make a big mistake, I, I try and correct it as soon as I possibly can. See, Bruce says, the main character's occupation in 1984 was changing past headline stories to fit the new narrative. Yeah, well, we're seeing that now, man. We're seeing that now. I I know that uh, Tim Pool has covered this a lot about how a lot of um, a lot of these people have gone back in time and edited their stories and headlines to make it look like they weren't as wrong as as they thought, you know, if that makes any sense. Um, let's see. Awesome one says, I was taught everything is clean and acceptable on pizza. No, 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 no. Pineapple on pizza is not allowed. All right. Let us see. Uh, PNR comp guy says, what are your feelings on nowhere to die opening October 8th? Uh, again, it's a film that costs so much money. I don't see how it makes its money back. Even if it's the most successful movie this year, it's going to be, I think, a very difficult job for that film to make its money back. I I think that it's a movie that could make waves as far as being a pretty successful film based off of everything that we've seen going on during pandemic times, right? Compared to other pandemic times, I you know, other films that have come out during the time, I think that we could see some variation there for sure. But I, I also do think that you're going to see the fact that the massive budget that leads to the movie, we're talking about the cost of the film alone being somewhere between 450 and 500 million when you add in marketing cost. The film then has to make a good like 700 million or so that has to, you know, just to break even, just to break even, it has to make that. And it depends on where it makes that money because if it makes it in China, then again, that, that adds a whole other element to it. And I think there's a lot of people that are not going to go see the film because of the way it's been marketed and because of a lot of what the behind-the-scenes stuff that we've been hearing about it has been. Orange Hat says, it's not Shang-Chi, it's Shang-Chi. Ah, I see. I see. All righty then. Let, I'll see what's going on. By the way, I know there's a couple super chats still outstanding. Um, and don't worry. I will get to them because they will pop up in the chat. Awesome one is just scratching the beard. I don't know what that is. The the context of that is Marcus Cato. Thank you very much for the $2. Super chat says my first Odin stream in forever. Greetings. Yeah, Marcus Cato. Glad. Glad to have you back. 
So glad to have you back in the chat, man. And thank you very much for that super chat, especially. You are awesome. I appreciate it. All righty. Catching up with the chat over here. Let me see anyone on Odyssey. No comments over there. Shout out again to the Aussie fam. All right, Dominic the writer tagging to say, bring up 9-11. It was two when it happened, kind of fuzzy, but I remember playing with my toys, my mom racing, delivering, turn on the TV. I saw a second, wow. And the fact that that image still sticks from when you were two, it's, it's very rare that people can remember back that far. Let's see, Bear Business One, thank you for the super chat. He says, OMG, Odin talks with Alex Jones, then the next day is using coded messages. Coincidence, hail. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The, the, co- the code word that has been around on the channel for a good while at this point. And it was a way to try and, and make it a lot easier to be able to handle uh, uh, the streams and, and just to, again, have everything, um, to have everything be you know, a little bit more streamlined especially with all of the different channels that I'm streaming to and, and offering streams to as well. All right, awesome one here says, Odin is in the fold of <laughs> uh, Let's see, all right, Don Baca, thanks for tagging, man. Again, I appreciate it. He says, the overall foreign box office of which the studio keeps about 40% is looking so low as to make the favorable domestic foreign ratio almost meaningless on Shenzhen. Well, here's the thing is that it, it actually... That's the issue, though, is that it, it, it doesn't have... I think I see what you mean about how typically they keep more of their domestic number than they do of their foreign number. But usually, here's the thing, right? It says, you know, it keeps about 40%. I think that's going to be typical of a film that would also get a release in China, though. Because that 25% is obviously going to very much drop down that number of how much they get from all of the countries, right? When you When you combine them all together. So I definitely think that that is incredibly an important thing to to kind of point out there, but I do think that the point is still is still taken nonetheless, and we have to again, as I said, we have to wait and see what the reported foreign total, international total, is actually going to be, because if it is not enough to make up for what it didn't make last weekend, essentially. Basically, if very few people saw it in these countries over the week, and then less people obviously are going to, you know, less people are going to see this film this weekend. It's just the nature of first to second weekend drop-offs. How big that drop-off is in the international marketplace with no real major releases, or rather no, no new major markets that it's opening up to, rather, it's going to lead to a lot of issues and a lot of problems. But, as I said, if that number that they are throwing around that around 264 274 number is reached you're looking at a movie that is going to at the very least be a little bit of a profitable movie and how strong each weekend gets could also theoretically because remember when the range that I give is you know the numbers are 50% to 70% and what that means is that the films after its second weekend Normally for films, especially big budget films, normally they make either 50% of their box office in the first two weeks or they make 70% or somewhere in between. There are occasions, a lot more rare occasions, not as common, where you'll have a film that will make 
less in its first two weeks, meaning it performs really well. So it stays very, very strong, very small drop-offs. And then there's others that perform really terrible and, and actually end up making like 80% of their entire box office in their first two weeks because of, of the way it works. And so in the modeling that I use, it's able to actually predict what those numbers are going to look like. Now, different people use different things. I know that there are some people that look to the multiplier, uh, multipliers, for, in, for instance, but typically those are just for what you find in the domestic marketplace and not including international with the way that I've I've designed it, it's able to include that international number into the equation as well. And that's why whenever there's a film that comes out in a major foreign country or in several before the domestic, normally it's, I'm I'm at that point then not able to offer any type of projections and instead only able to show what is the financial loss going to be, you know, looking like as far as, you know, how much money it's made versus how much money it needs to make uh, in order to make its money back. And obviously following that week to week as well. So, anyway. All right, let's see. Hologram Nunchuck, you have a good one, man. Uh, Don Bach, it's okay, man. It happens. It happens. Uh, Let's see. Quatrina, thank you very much for being here. Context is always incredibly important. There's no doubt about that. All right, see. Don Bach then says, St. Lawrence had quite a sense of humor. Indeed. Indeed, also, it's clearly someone who was very much a, a man of grace to be able to feel that way or to say those things when he was probably going through some of the most intense torture ever. 131 people, by the way, still watching. Please, if you've not done so, smash that like button. It really does mean a lot. Uh, Rogue Oso, what's going on? Thanks for being here. Uh, oh, man, he's finally here. Buck 76 what's going on? Good sir. Fear FEMA. Dropping the pineapple on pizza. No! disgusting uh awesome one tag to say had hair cut that out um <laughs> odin has no hair good correction there you go <laughs> this is true now i can grow it though there is that don baka says with maverick scuttled this autumn i'm mostly looking forward to clint eastwood's new movie cry macho he's consistently excellent his performances maybe his films not so much the mule had a lot of issues as a film is concerned he doesn't always make the best movies but i do feel that he is still at this point in his career where every now and then he does actually uh he does actually put out a a pretty strong one you know you go back to a movie that he made later in his career like gran torino for instance gran torino so good but then there's others that have not been as good one man show welcome back glad to see you here the cheese factor back in the chat Hail to you. Thank you very much for being here today. Uh, Twirly Wolf, thank you very much for being and uh, rather joining again as a member at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. Well, thank you very much for that. I, I appreciate that. Enjoy access to those uh, those podcasts that I do with the, with the Flick Pick. Check the community tab on YouTube for the channel and you will see those. Including the most recent one. Uh, Laura says, watched half of Reminiscence today. Crap story, but beautiful cinematography. I don't find Rebecca Ferguson attractive, but her intensity makes her a good fit for Dune. Yeah, I mean, I overall think Rebecca Ferguson's a talented actress, so I liked her in the film. But yeah, the cinematography is beautiful. I think the look of the movie is is really good. Uh, uh, John and I actually talk about that in in the podcast um, for Patreon subscribe star locals peoples. And one of the things, of course, that comes up is the fact that the story is very derivative of a lot of other better films, 
but there's just something about it that it has the essence of a great film. It just never reaches it. It just never actually, you know, gets to that point, unfortunately. Uh, Keely Chow, welcome to the chat. Thank you very much for being here and joining us. We are getting towards the end of the show. Got another eight minutes or so. I do like to start on time and also end as close to on time as possible. What did you design? Says awesome one. I mean, I don't know what you what you mean by by design necessarily. But as I check over, Dion over on Odyssey, what's going on? Jacques Lesuave, thanks for tagging, says, My favorite thing about the AJ interview was everyone thinking they were getting goofy Gorilla Jones, but instead getting Business Jones talking about 9-11 FEMA camps and everyone dying in 10 years, followed by Jeremy releasing, realizing that and removing his sonic hat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I think, and also, I mean, he had the the reports right he was having a second camera showing those reports and i thought that was also something important where it's like hey here here it is right in front of you again you can look it up for yourself and double check it uh i thought that was also an incredibly important thing an incredibly important thing now let me get this window open now so because someone asked you know what did i create what did i create so the only thing i could think of that anyone would be asking about that would be for um you know what I would have created as far as like my website. So let me go ahead and get this window capture up right now. So boom. So my website, ombreviews.com, I have developed this little chart here that you can see. And you can't see the equations on this end, but you can see the numbers, right? What the opening weekend worldwide number is, what the two week total worldwide is. And then you also then see things called the projections. So if you've never seen this before, so I have a minimum projection and a maximum. So this is the least amount of money that the film is set to make based on typical historical data. Again, most films make somewhere between 50 and 70% of their entire box office in the first two weeks. So what this means is that if 50 million is 70% of the entire box office, this would have to be the entire box office. So this is saying that um, that the worst case scenario for this movie, based on historical standards, would be $71 million worldwide. Now, there are other films that can do incredibly well and, and overperform in a lot of ways and perform very strongly. So if then this $50 million is, is 50% of its entire gross, well, then that would lead to this film being $100 million, if it, again, reaches that. Then the average is just to show you, again, what you're more likely going to see, because a lot of films tend to also fall around that 60% range, and I'll show you, I've added a column kind of to show you why that's the average there. Do keep in mind, right, that these are projections, and so some films do a lot better, some films do a little bit worse, and it is always interesting to see. I then have these columns for the estimated budget, so these are what's reported, um, and... So obviously these are uh, usually reported officially. Sometimes there's, especially for lower budget films, you kind of have to guess a little bit and you have to say, okay, this is probably about what it costs to make. And there's this, uh, again, total cost with marketing. So basically you take the budget and multiply it by 1.5. It gets you likely what the entire cost of the film was. Normally the way that they spend money on marketing is you take half of what their budget is and then add that on top of the budget. Or another way of doing that is multiplying it by 1.5. And so this is what the total cost with marketing is. 
Once I get those second week numbers, though, I then am able to compare, okay, let's see if that film is then looking in a way where it, it again, could underperform long-term, right? Could have a massive drop-off. Then this is likely what the minimum amount it would either make or lose would be. And then I have a max, right? So when it comes to Candyman, for instance, based on the numbers we have, it's going to make somewhere between 5 and $22 million in net gain, net gross. So what it's doing is it's taking those predicted outcomes. It's then saying, all right, let's then realize and remember that the studios only get 60% of that number. And then we got to subtract that to what they actually spent on the movie. All right, so if the film was going to make somewhere between or around... Right, the worst case scenario for this one, it was $71 million. You take 60% of that is what the studio would actually get. And then you have to subtract the total cost. And this would be the end result. And so in this case for Candyman, $5 million would be the net gain, the actual net profit. Whereas if it's in that best case scenario that I mentioned earlier, you're looking at $22 million. Now, as of right now, you're looking at Shang-Chi is at $175 million. Again, that number is going to change tomorrow when we get those weekend numbers coming in. And right now, as you can see, it still has to make up around $120 million. So it's not near breaking even yet. But tomorrow's numbers could give us an indication that the film might actually be in a good position to do so. As you see, Candyman, right, hasn't reached that point yet. But that's because the numbers that I give here about loss and gain is is based off of what is projected to happen based on the modeling that I use. You then have this actual percentage, uh, uh, basically this actual percentage, I'm trying to think of the word for it, column, and this shows you, okay, how are those first two weeks actually comparing to what the film currently has? So for instance, Free Guy is actually overperforming. It's actually doing really well. So Free Guy, if you have the first two weeks compared to what it's made so far, it actually is overperforming. So it's actually doing better than my best case scenario. So 47% is the number there. You look to a movie like Respect. Obviously, this is a, a movie that, again, will maybe get a little bit more money over time, but this film is doing a little bit worse than the worst-case scenario that I have for a film. And again, you can go down and see that a lot of films, right, are going to fall usually somewhere between the 60% and the, uh, rather, between uh, 50% and 70%. Obviously, again, you do have those exceptions. Again, Cruella actually did a lot better than people thought. Um, still, again, raw box office, no Disney Plus numbers, still, again, lost money at the box office, but when you take all these numbers into account, doing this just from 2019, the average of all these percentages, including ones that are, again, around 100% because we don't have any updated numbers yet um, for those movies, again, average number, 63%. So as you can see, 63% then is why that is the average that I have in this charting. For some of you, some of this made sense. For some of you, it didn't make any sense at all. The big question is going to be, though, how much money does this make this weekend? As you can see, the week-to-week, rather the day-to-day of this film has actually been losing to what Black Widow was making. Now, it has been brought up that Black Widow was performing over the summer when people were off, whereas this has been not doing that. And there is, I guess, some you know credibility there. But then you look at the Friday comparisons and you see, okay, it's, again, did better in its second Friday compared to Black Widow, but is it going to be able to keep that up? Because it actually had an increase for Black Widow. Are we going to see an increase for Saturday? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see on that. And once we get this final number, which they're expecting to be around $30 million domestically, 
Again, that will tell us a bit. But, as I mentioned, the international number is what I'm looking at. Right now, the only numbers that we have reported are the $56.2 million it made internationally last weekend, compared to Black Widow's, which was around $187 million in total. So the question is, Shang-Chi is expected to make as much, if not more, than Black Widow domestically. Is based on the early estimates because of look at how quickly it's risen to the point that it is. But are we going to be able to say and see the same thing in the international? Is this film going to reach that 187 million that that Black Widow did? Right now, indications don't seem to say that that is the case. So this is the number to look at. This is the number that is going to determine whether this film makes money or not. Because again, this film costs less than Black Widow did, but. It's also making a lot less internationally. So we'll have to wait and see. And obviously tomorrow we will have a better indication and a better idea of what happens with it. But anyway, with that being said, we are right about at time. So I'll get these last comments uh, taken care of. And again, thank you everyone for being a part of the channel and uh, for my newest members. So Lopro, thank you for joining at the Army of Asgard level. I appreciate that. Dolores Ed, thank you for joining at the Keeper of the Bifrost level. So again, go to the community tab on YouTube and you should find some exclusive posts of uh, videos, access to video versions of the podcast that I do with John the Flickpick Flickinger. So have some fun with that. Also, for any future ones we do, you're also going to be able to um, ask questions for our Q&A, our questioner Q&A, listener Q&A rather, as it says. But low pro, since you are a member, boom. Just popped in. What I miss is Shang-Chi still a triumph. As of right now, it's looking actually a lot better than what was expected. I will say that. Because again, doesn't matter how I feel about a film or not, the numbers are what they are. Trigger warning. Bebop Blue, because you are someone I haven't seen in the chat tonight, and also you mentioned another really good film of his. Yeah, Richard Jewell is great. I thought Richard Jewell was fantastic, especially because of the commentary made about the media. There's a big story there about the media, for sure. Don Baca says, Grand Torino, Million Dollar Baby, Flags of Our Fathers, etc. Superb. And again, I would also put in there um, Richard Jewell as well. I thought it was great. Especially with the way it, it goes after the media. <laughs> Uh, Father says, going to go watch. Uh, okay, yeah, thank you very much, Father, for being here. And I, I hope that you enjoy. I, I know that it is, again, enjoying is kind of an odd thing, but I know that people have said that it's pretty good. Laura, you have a good night. Again, we are indeed wrapping things up. Um, so let us see. Any last minute comments? Don Baca here. Popping up says, I spent years primary market maker in Disney stocks. So I've always done my own forecasting models also. Your model is very different in methodology, but you do well. Different approaches. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people, as I've said, tend to do the multiplier model, which is very much based in similar theory, right? It's based in similar logic. It's just that I am taking it more so from that, that broader approach that would allow me to include things like international numbers. And it it has worked out to be pretty uh, spot on. Obviously, pandemic times has made it a lot less accurate than in previous times. But before the pandemic, if you go through my charting, you'll see almost every single, almost every single movie falls somewhere in, in those percentages, in those charts. The one I can think of off the top of my head that overperformed and this is something that no one saw coming as far as how well this movie did was Knives Out uh, by Ryan Johnson. 
that's still a huge question mark has a lot of people still scratching their heads. Uh, let's see. Don Baca says, what film are you still most looking forward to this year? You have good taste. Well, thank you, Don Baca. I appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, with films like uh, Top Gun Maverick leaving once again, I'm kind of left without too many. Uh, there are definitely some off the top of my head. I cannot think of one, though. I'm sure people will mention some in the chat that I'll be able to jump on and say yes. Um, but Dune, I think, would be the one I could think of. And the only reason why is because Denis Villeneuve is fantastic. And he has not made a film that I have not liked at this point. So until he lets me down, I will have trust in him. And we'll, we'll see. And we'll see pretty quickly. It's kind of crazy to think that that's coming up. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Another one I think that I saw people mention as well. I think that that could also be a pretty good one. Happy to have you back, Trolley Wolf. Again, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Alrighty then. We are getting close to getting caught up here. Alex McCarthy says, Clint Eastwood is my second favorite actor. Love all of his movies. Yeah, he, again, the fact that even in a film like The Mule, which was not the best of movies, he gave still a pretty solid performance, nonetheless. Uh, Dolores Ed, who is a member, says, I'm out. Have a good evening, everyone. Hey, thank you very much for being here. I I very much appreciate it. Uh, Gomer Kyle, I know that you've been very excited, and you've mentioned this previously. He says, Halloween Kills release on Peacock same day. Um, Yeah. I know that you are excited for that movie, Gomer Kyle. So again, thank you very much for being here. Anyway, that is going to be it for me tonight, everybody. So let me just make sure nothing else over there. And again, thank you to my Odyssey fam. Again, Dion, thanks for stopping by over there and for sharing your stories. Again, to the over 100 people still watching this, thank you. Seriously, it really does mean a lot. Let me go ahead and pull up my members. If you are a member on the channel at the Army of Asgard level and above, you get... Uh, shout it out at the end of every single live stream, of course. Also, my Patreon subscribe star, uh, locals members get shouted out in a video I play at the very end. But this is one of those perks you get. So I got some new people here who have uh, joined. So again, thank you again for this. But here are my Army of Asgard level members and above. And again, thank you very much for your support. So a huge shout out to Dolores Ed, Twirly Wolf, Low Pro, uh, Feral Lovely, Valiant Renegade, Jonathan Marshall, Eric K. Corn, uh, Cornelius Schultz, Fetigator, Gonzalo Bergali, Soul Extraction, George Molo, Grimsmath, Wicked Plumber, Gomer Kyle 79, Kara Tharp, Damian Walker 55, M Tax Shark, Forever Sci Fi, Rosie G12, Andrew Hoyle, Orange Hat Reviews, Jay Stowe, Aiden Vickery. You guys are all amazing people. And again, thank you very much for making tonight's stream great. Don Baca comes in with the tag to say, Viva Frey with Robert Barnes would be a great guest visit for you, Robert Barnes, big movie fan. Hey, dude, yeah, um, if he ever invites me on, I, I'm more than welcome. I'm more than, more than open to trying to make it work. But as I said, um, doing extra stuff, extra streams is, is always a bit tight for me um, because I also, I still need to do our uh, September Chosen of Valhalla stream. Uh, so that's going to be coming up probably next weekend would be my guess. So any Chosen still listening next weekend. Get your Sundays um, Sunday in order there. Joey Horn, thank you for being here. Also, a huge shout-out, of course, to Tina and Steph. They are indeed the best mods in the business, so I do always appreciate them just doing what they do and just for being the amazing people that they are. Um, to anyone triggered by the numbers tonight, again, it's just math. It's okay. It, w- it won't harm you. Um, and, and for others who, who have you know issues or beef, well, you know, hey, 
I'll be praying for you. And I am praying for many individuals, especially after the last couple of days. But you guys seriously are amazing. It's always a lot of fun to do these streams. It's great to be able to have these conversations with everybody. And again, I have to say it, a large, a large part of that is what Stephanie B and Tina B are able to help add to those discussions. Anyway, you guys are great. Again, yes, absolutely. God bless the United States of America. Uh, but more specifically, uh, God bless everyone who has been impacted by 9-11 in their lives, by anyone who's been impacted by terrorist attacks, as anyone who's been impacted by acts of violence in their life as well. Um, and I think that it's appropriate since we start off with a, uh, a prayer uh, in the beginning of the stream, we'll, we'll end with a prayer as well. And again, just as a way of us offering some type of, you know, small thing, right? A very, very small thing is a prayer, and yet it can be very powerful for a lot of people. So for the memory of those lost and for all those impacted, most especially more recently by uh, the actions of, um, you know, violent actors across our world and also for victims of natural disaster events as well, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Anyway, you guys are all amazing people. Again, thank you very much for being here. And yeah, send some love to some people today, because I know there's a ton of people that probably need a little bit of love sent to them. So you guys are great. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my September Locals Patreon and Subscribestar members. First with my Locals members, Cat's App, D Sharp, It's a Modern Major General Story, Laura Bifford Hobbit, and Robert Barnes. I want to give a shout out to especially to Laura, who is now a double supporter on Locals and on Patreon. So thank you for that. And to all of my Locals members. A shout out also to my Patreon members, Andrew Hoyle, Animation Commentator, Brandon, Brian P., Christopher Bowman, Don Bruno de la Mancha, Father Christopher Miller, Hail to you, Father, Father Damian Cook, Garrett Searles, Hannibal Grimm, Harold Francis, Inflamed Wood, Jacob Juice, Jeffrey Toon, Joe Horn, Jonathan Garney, Gomer Kyle 79, Laura the Modern Major General Story once again, Mike Jackson, Mad Mitch Dunaway, Mondo Spieler, Mr. Peabody, On to June, Orange Hat Reviews, Out of Step with Reality, Priscilla Hall, Rosetta Ullen, Teresa Martin, Theodore Benden, Tina Bojan and Tina B, the Empress of the Universe. And a shout out also to my Subscribestar members, The R, Fast Reaction, Nosferatu Gatsu, John B, Perpetual Punster, Mr. Roy, Glinzer, J. Alex McCarthy Jr., Dean Heiss, Slash, the new number two, J. Ra, the Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you all very much for supporting the channel. And I want to give a huge shout out to new members, one-time supporters over on Locals, Kara Tharp, K Tharp 56, and Brett D90. Thank you again for being a one-time supporter over on Locals, and also to my newest Patreon member, Stan Gunovic. And hopefully I pronounced that correctly, but thank you for being my newest members.
It really does mean a lot. And if you want to have your name shouted out at the end of every single video or live stream on the main channel, please check out the links in the description below, specifically that top link, which will bring you to all of the links to my various social media pages and also places of support as well. And remember that if you join at the Army of Asgard level, you also get access to giveaways of 4K titles. Right now, I have a live giveaway of Snatch on 4K Steelbook. I've also got ones for Dread, uh, Wrath of Man Blu-ray. I've also got A Quiet Place Part 2 on 4K. I've got Top Gun on 4K, Sicario on 4K, tons of films and more to come, especially as more films are getting released for those giveaways. At the uh, Keeper of the Bifrost level, you get all that, plus you get access to an exclusive podcast, podcast that I do with John the Flick Pick Flickinger. Not only do you get to listen to the podcast, you also get to ask questions that we answer as much as we can and as fully as we can in much more, I guess you could say, uncensored way, but again, a much more free-flowing way for our members over there at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. And if you join the Chosen of Valhalla level, you get access to all of those things. Plus, in your first month, you get a free t-shirt, your choice, and I send it to you no matter where you are in the world. And also, you get to once a month be featured on the channel in the Chosen of Valhalla live stream where we talk about movie, news, and pretty much anything that you want to talk about. So if that all sounds like fun to you, check out those links below. You're all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful wonderful rest of your day, and as always, God bless.